Yo, welcome back. XYZ Podcast. I'm your uh, dude. Hey, look at those boys. <laughs> I'm here with Christian. Hello, Christian. G'day. G'day, g'day. And my sexy bold guy, Harry. What's up? Good. It's springtime. <laughs> what? Wow, that sounded that bizarre. That sounded like the mailbag, but... Yeah, I know. Did you your balls just thing. drop? No, they, they retracted. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's springtime, guys. We have sun. We what, have did you, what did you say to me there by Opera House today? We... the. <laughs> say it. Say, say it. it. The pussy season has begun. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's now, like walking around with his nose in the air. I can not, smell it. It's not the pussy's in the air. But it's not defined by guys. It's defined by the ladies. They're like they're so exuberant. Most things are. They put on the, <laughs> some some nice clothes, a bit of makeup, and they're out. You can feel the excitement. Yeah, some people have hay fever. Harry's got pussy fever. You know? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just like, what do you call those things the, the, the trees give off? The seed? What do you call that? Exactly. Pollen. Pollen, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, pussy my, pollen, yo. Harry's like, wow! My dick just keeps sneezing the whole time. It's really it's tough. He's like a, he's Maybe like, you should get that one checked out. <laughs> he's like an insect that just like goes on a hunt. Like It's all I can think about. Yeah, like across like a, a desert. I'm like a stick insect. Like yeah. when I, It's like a freeze. <laughs> <And then I, laughs> or one of those pointer dogs. <laughs> uh, hide your daughters. Hide your moms. <laughs> Harry's on the prowl. Do you know, it was funny. You used to get this in London because like, you know, in Switzerland, it's more a, a, like a gradual change of seasons. In London, it's just like miserable, shitty weather until <laughs> summer arrives. And summer arrives, it boom. Then it's three days of heat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> three but days of nipples. And, of the and it's insane because like... When I say heat, I mean... Ah, ah, ah heat. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of fucking. And the, the outfits change overnight. Like you go... Like and you you go to work one morning and you're in your days because it's London you always feel like shit and then you're like, what the fuck is going on and it's just like everywhere, people are actually smiling at each other. Mm. You, yeah, I, I find it great. fascinating how quickly British people lose their clothes when they go to a park. Uh, that's yeah. that's struck <laughs> me it, on a on an emotional level that I would never think it could. Yeah, like. Yeah. You know, we have the lake here in Zurich and there is like, like a point to get undressed. But <laughs> when you go through Green Park, there is no reason why that lobster should not wear a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Shame, they're just having fun in the sun. Yeah, yeah they do. They don't and get then you have like in Munich, you have the English garden where all the naked Germans are, but it's the English garden, weirdly enough. <laughs> you, ever, you ever been there? Where, where is that one? What's up with German gardens, beer gardens and English gardens? Well, uh, so beer gardens is, I don't know what that is. It's like some weird gem. But, they, but you know Germans like to just lie in parks naked. You, I don't know what park you go to, Harry. What, what? Go to Munich. The English garden, they have like, well, the, the term is FKK, like the Feierkörper Kultur. That's a whole thing, That sounds racist. It's a whole thing. Yeah, the FKK. Yeah, I don't want to be there. I'm good. <laughs> it, a bunch of white dudes getting naked together. It's just on the right. <laughs> sounds like Nazis. That's a, great, that's a great tagline for that. FKK is like KKK without the hoods. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, just uh, fascist the ropes. Ku Klux. <laughs> no <laughs> ropes, no hoods. But yeah, no, they like in Munich, they have the like, so there's the English garden is this huge park that goes from the center up to the north. And then they have one section where it's just like a bunch of German walruses all naked. Well, they're not, 
there's some you know very attractive young <laughs> oh of course you didn't go Munich and check lady. it out uh, As the, I used to go with English colleagues these, and we would places, we'd be walking along looking out the corner of our eye like too embarrassed yeah. to actually stare on in continental Europe these places exist everywhere yeah 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 so it's not just Germany it's they they are here in Switzerland there's so-called FKK beaches yeah, yeah. Um, you have it down south in, in uh, France Mostly German visitors going there, though. Quite interesting. There's always a naked German on a beach somewhere. Yeah. The same color as like a burnt sausage. Did you, did you hear this uh, about um, the naked ramblers in the, in Appenzell? Oh, yes. The I've hikers. Heard, yeah, it was yeah. a big scandal a few years back. Because they wanted to ban it. Why? There were so many people hiking naked. There's nothing more unnatural than walking naked in nature. Yeah. Fuck Literally off. what they said. So, so what? there was just a bunch of people... Um, basically freeballing in the mountains that's great i mean let's face it they were narcissists like of course they were they're like because they're the <laughs> they're the people that have done like insane sport they run iron man and shit and they have the bodies to do that and they always want to show it off not even there's always some uh, creep that'll be like think? he's there there's for always the something tits. saggy happening there really yeah okay but there's probably that one guy who's there not for the hike yeah. He's there to show his six-pack. He doesn't need to bring a hiking stick. Let's he doesn't even have way. a six-pack anymore. That's the, the, the thing that he has is probably is a different dimension. It's like uh -huh. 10 perfectly shaped cones. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know. <laughs> He's got a two-pack. Naked German people. Do we have any mailbag? We actually do. Oh, we got mailbag in the we, middle of the episode? We got mailbag. You mailbag. got mailbag. <laughs> Somebody thought of us while we my were thinking of My voice isn't working. Can you so give us a mailbag jingle? My nose is fucked. I'm not doing nothing. Christian, you got to do a mailbag jingle for a sec. This is mailbag. Bing, bing. Nice, sexy <laughs> mailbag. Whoa. All right. So we got mail from our listener, Mike Gladhill. Um, I think Mike write, wrote in before. Um, he, sent us, he sent us something very, very generous. Um... Title for your mailbox, dear comedy geniuses. Sorry, wrong. You sent that to the wrong address, mate. Let, let, me, let me read it real quick. Oh, Dean, you're the most amazing comedian I've ever. Thank you, Mike. That's well, <laughs> you're not far from the truth. You're changing um, the agenda here. <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing at least three blowjobs in the pipeline here. I right? feel like Mike wants something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what okay, do you really ahead. want? Okay, go ahead, Mike. Um, I subscribe. Uh, two, I enjoy and learn from your weekly podcast, but this week Spotify randomly just decided to play your first ever podcast. So here it starts again. Should I explain quickly why I think it did that? Go. Just, just technical details. So we had a bit of an issue with Spotify that it lost some of our episodes. And then we fixed it and we set a pilot episode. And, that, and that's probably why this oh. popped up. Okay, I see. <laughs> So uh, you heard how bad it was in the beginning. I, I it's still it bad. Wait, 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 wait. So this is the thing. Okay. I thought they were horrible, right? Yeah. Mike goes, "What amazed me is even then on your pilot episode, you guys were bloody amazing. It's like you'd been doing it forever." Michael doesn't exist. <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> Actually, I listen. I, wrote this I listen to a bit of it now. Uh, like after I fixed it, I listened to a bit of the pilot episode because I was like. I don't know how that was. I certainly, having done so many, I certainly hear things where we're feeling way more awkward in that episode. So I was focusing on the negative. But actually, if you take a step back, maybe it wasn't so bad. I'm glad you said that, Harry, because admittedly, 
Harry did start <laughs> talking about fucking melons, but that's kind of expected. <laughs> yeah. and it was still really interesting. <laughs> Just setting the setting the level. <laughs> and also, I didn't realize that Dean's first gig was in the twist. How? Uh-huh. Where where would you even stand to perform for the two ends of the bar? Exactly. That's actually a very good point. You don't. Where did you play? Where, where was the stand? I uh, okay. There was a kind of like a small empty space at the back of the pub, like where between two tables, you would, they kind of constructed a little area there. Little explanation for people that don't know what the twist is. The the Oliver Twist is probably the oldest um, British um, pub. They claim si- to be claim to be but actually um, it's a black hole of regret <laughs> and broken people <laughs> mostly which is why i love it <laughs> and it's uh it's basically set in two rooms yeah so yeah. there is no room that would be singled out for comedy it's a horrible room for comedy so but you were near the what near the dartboard or in that alcove or for the sake of podcasting it's a bar two big rooms and kind of the bar is structured in the middle so they could serve both sides it's definitely not a space for comedy. No. So were you in the corridor so you could talk no, to Or you're them? at the back of one room. You're kind of addressing two the, sides of the bar at once. The, the first room? like that The you back, can... back room. Oh, okay. All right. That's Do you want to know specifics? Makes, <laughs> makes no <laughs> sense. Yeah, I'm just because I'm, well, I'm he has a PA. He has a PA system in there that serves as the guy for, who for ran the that. pop quiz. His name's Guy. Fuck you, Guy. I don't care if you're listening. Oh, He's, did he? Yeah, he was running that. He was ah, a bit of a dickhead that night. And, uh, the whole Most bike. nights. Um, He's usually one. <laughs> so, mine continues. <laughs> Calling this, out someone public. It's a bit, of a, a, bit of a longer fun. email. Um, interestingly, both Christian and Dean mentioned that they had videos of their first performances, but didn't want to talk about it. For good fucking reasons. Um, <laughs> for me... As a complete amateur, having my first two attempts recorded at Contiki open mic night was golden. You're so busy trying to not fuck it up, uh, not fuck up the next line. It's best way to see yourself in front of a crowd and see what you did badly and what you did well. Otherwise, you have no idea and will make the same mistakes again. Now, Mike, I must say at this point that um, still looking at myself is one of the most tedious things that I've ever done. Um, and does it every morning. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my mirror. Um, and uh, I struggled with that at the beginning, uh, specifically. Like, I couldn't listen to my own voice. It, it was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, so I, 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 first thing is, I think I was there when the second, Mike's second performance. And based on that, he was doing pretty well. So maybe the show, because I also got lucky the first two, three times, had a good experience. So I, I would, I mean, I would be, I'd feel awkward because I, I have, I think, the second show I ever did recorded. And I was super awkward looking. Like, like I was so physically locked <laughs> up. Still am, but 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 it's just like my voice was quite quiet, and but still, like I was getting some laughs. So so, I mean, and and to me, it's actually weird not to want to watch yourself because you get you learn so much from it. Like you 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 Harry's get sex life. <laughs> not, yeah, oh. Oh. Dean, we're making Dean awkward here. He's trying to deflect because the thing is, it, there's so many things you learn, like like. Like this jokes that I've done many times, and then I hear like one night, like why didn't these guys laugh of it? And then you figure <laughs> out something. Oh, it's because my voice went up instead of down, 
or these tiny little details can make a massive difference on like fine tuning a bit yeah. gamifying again yeah exactly big ups to anyone who gets on stage I remember Mike's first he did really well for the first two nights that he was yeah. up there and uh, it takes a lot to get up I recommend it for everyone you learn a lot it's quite a cool thing unfortunately ours were filmed <laughs> <laughs> and then Mike yeah. never did it again which was smart because yeah you, you know, know. ended on a high <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ended on a high <laughs> and I'm still chasing that uh, <laughs> that good one gig that I come back, yeah. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much Mike um, he's not quite finished um, here is what he wants to talk about now um, in these times of COVID, I've got an important topic to talk about. This seemed to start in Germany and has now invaded over here. Typical. Invaded is an interesting. <laughs> invaded is an interesting term to choose when it comes to Germany. I yeah, find. German it belongs in the same sentence. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> hotels having clear glass bathroom doors. Why? That's a weird Zach, but it is a good question. Do you you know what he's talking about? Have you experienced? This? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is yeah. a German thing. I don't think it is because I had it in America for the first you time. You did? No, yeah. it's was it German owned. You have it in no. <laughs> You have it you have it in so there's the like one one chain I know is the Flag Hotels. They they have some they have one in Zurich and they come from Germany and they have to, they are the bathroom doors are these sliding glass doors. They're not doors. like misted. No, I mean if Pure you get clear Pure clear. So basically if you're he's fucked up. If I'll they, tell you why. If they if you're there with your wife She's wandering past while you're taking a shit, and she can see you like pressing it out and staring at your phone. Come on, Harry. You're, it's like you're married to this woman. She's probably seen a lot worse. Yeah, but the thing is, imagine you're there on your honeymoon, and she's like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but uh, the thing is, it's like it's like you got to go there. It's like normally, you know, in your normal flat. Privacy would be great. No, you, sorry. It's, it's because Germans are perverts. You realize <laughs> they want to watch everything. Blow job while he's taking a shit. This is but the way they must. <laughs> someone's put some thought into this. So, what do you think the thinking is? That well, designed? Yeah. easy. It must be a kink. I think they laugh at the idea that like two buddies, like Christian and I, go to a hotel and there's just clear glass window. For the I time. had a rule. I had a rule with um, one of my best mates when we would go skiing together and we would be in the same hotel room. We would go and take dumps in the hallway. We wouldn't. We would. We would use the public bathroom yeah. downstairs. We would never use the bathroom in our room. Respectable thinking. Yeah. So you don't. You don't take number twos in the in the room that no. you sleep in. That that doesn't work that way. That is very. What, what the fuck are you talking about? That that's a level of respect. Is the word you're looking for? Yeah. Are, are you with, are you down with Christian? One hundred percent. I'm putting it with that dude. You know, Aviator, the movie, the guy who whatever that germophobia oh, is. Um, yeah. Because to me, Howard Hughes. To me, yeah, Howard Hughes. To me, it's up there with Howard Hughes. It's like, it's like, yeah, we shit people, and if you go right into the toilet r right after I took a dump, you're getting a whiff. So this is a man wait who pissed 15, in 20. jars. Yeah, okay, but it's still at that level that you go out to a corridor when you have a perfectly good toilet in your room. No, no. If you share with your buddy, you don't take shits in the in, in the room where no. Yeah. It's just a no. It's a private thing. I've I've smelled. Ah. <laughs> it's a it's a bonding experience. Very disturbing. <laughs> okay. So um Mike Mike says to this, this is an answer to a problem that I didn't need to solving. Uh, that that didn't need solving, sorry. My English is really bad today. I have daughters. I have a girlfriend. Oh, None of okay. us have ever stayed at a hotel then gone go. on TripAdvisor 
left a review saying the food was amazing, lovely spa area, but I wish I could have watched my partner having the shits <laughs> and lighting up the entire bedroom in the middle yeah. of the night. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many situations where that's not cool. Privacy is good. Here's 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 my theory I, on why this is. Is okay, off the top of my head because I know these rooms. Number one is it's about how well do you know them? <laughs> I've stayed in rooms like this, and and on number one is it's about creating a bit of a special couple vibe. Like because you're normal come to our business hotel. <laughs> yeah, because when you're at, when you're at home, you normally have a wooden door or something, so you don't watch each other shitting. But there's something. Um, I- there's an for a good reason. There's an implied lack of intimacy in that, which is then opening to you having a good night of fucking that night. But I think there's another dimension. It's the hotel protecting itself because you have lost a certain privacy. When you use this, so you basically it, it tells you sends your subconscious a message. You need to behave slightly better. You need to treat this place with some respect. Don't trash the hotel. Room. Oh, oh, all right. That's good. That's okay. human design. I get that. Yeah. Do you think it's coming from that aspect? I reckon some. Cause I wonder what the stats are. Do you think people steal less in that environment? That'd I, be interesting to see. Hotels are very yeah. They're very up on the like psychology of theft. Yeah, I bet. When you're at the hotel, you look over your shoulder before you check off in the hallway or something. (laughs) Once in a blue moon, we have to talk about ourselves. Because actually, we started this podcast, us three. And we just started talking rambling bullshit like we are right now. <laughs> and Harry lost sight at some point because uh, <laughs> he's like, oh, Clubhouse, I can talk to women, finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, and it's, it's, it's great. It's a great environment for me because they can't get the negative first visual impression. He's already we, just, lo- <laughs> we go straight to the voice. Like the, Harry's well, got that voice. Well, hi, ladies. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. If, and that, if they saw a picture of you while that's being said to them, they're like, delete. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what profile picture do you have on Clubhouse? Uh, I, I think it's one of me holding a mic. It's from a comedy show. Oh. I think it was that outdoor one. It was um, who, who's our buddy uh, from Creation Station? Tim. Tim. I think Tim took it, as I remember. Thanks, Tim, for the sex picture of Harry. Uh, but yeah, Clubhouse is an app. Real, real talk for context, real quick. Clubhouse is an app that we're gonna do live. So just if you have an iPhone, download that. Check it out. So long, and we could announce it there follow the xyz on clubhouse yeah right? and if you and if you have an android phone we we don't want to talk to you yeah and when you <laughs> what are you going to insult android users for <laughs> i feel i feel it's like the yeah it's the only type of racism you're gotta, allowed to need <laughs> the only form of discrimination is exactly. somebody with a cheap chinese texism <laughs> techism techism um, Xiaomi came out with their own uh, new software S- now. Say that again. Xiaomi. I've never heard of that. Xiaomi. Um, it's basically the the Chinese fake um, Apple phones. You you have the oh. it's, they're called like this the Z ones like the uh, XI. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're their own uh, little phones, and um, they used a version of Android. Right until now, I think, and now they came up with their own brand of uh, um, operating system, which is 
completely copy paste. <laughs> like, of course, it's yep. exactly what China does. They gather information about a certain user and they use it to their advantage, which is exactly what we're going to do about Harry today. Hey, nice. Nice. Did you like that Boom. about me? I thought it was about oh, it's about Christian. Who wow. Is it about? Okay. Fuck Look, it. it's a bad day for me. You can hear my face. <laughs> All right. right. No. Okay. But yeah. Imagine right. that good segue that I made about Christian instead. <laughs> uh, but we realized. Oh, I realized that at some point you guys have been listening to us for a while. I'm sure you've gotten to know us a little bit through the bullshit that we talk. You know, Harry's a pervert, and uh, Christian and I are normal people. That's not true either. <laughs> We're Ab- all fun. absolutely lying. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around. But yeah, we we also don't know much about us in terms of our lives. Besides from history, like perhaps our philosophies or the way we think about stuff, where we are in life. Uh, I'm sure we have more questions to go on this later. I can't think of them off the top of my head. I sound fucking horrible right now. You'll be right. I'm insecure about it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds like I'm underwater. This is a free podcast. Come on. It's a free podcast? People aren't paying for this? <laughs> yeah, shout out to our sp- sponsors, uh, Donut Kebab. <laughs> You sound a bit like Ferris Bueller. I was waiting for that. Ferris Bueller's sidekick. No, you sound. If you watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Ferris Bueller has a blocked nose for the whole thing. Oh. He, if listen to rewatch that. Why show. did he have I, a blocked nose? Okay, maybe Ferris. I have to. I have to come clean on Ferris Bueller. So, <laughs> I haven't seen that movie until I was thirty. Thirty-two. <laughs> you forget all Thirty-two. <laughs> Oh, wow. I so, saw that movie for the first time when I was 32. You've lived a suppressed life, Christian. How, right? Yeah, tell us more it? about that. Was, <laughs> did so, it have an impact? It did. So this is what happened. Um, I had uh, a girlfriend at the time. Uh, she uh, was American, is still. And um, we had a conversation about movies that we've watched and stuff like that. And she was like, oh, yeah, the, that movie kind of was was the thing when I went to school, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so, the high school movie. Yeah, totally. Because I was talking about how American Pie was my high school movie, right? So, okay. Um, Is that the way you view sex, sex as well? Stifler's <laughs> <laughs> mom. Um, so <laughs> she goes like, Fer- Ferris Bueller. And I'm like, I, 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 these are words. I understand them with my ears, but I don't know what they mean. So we watched Ferris Bueller <laughs> together. Wow. For the first time. And um I was like okay, I guess that's that must be funny when you're like young. I didn't I didn't, you didn't get enjoy it. it. No, I Did didn't. you ever bug school? I guess yeah. you couldn't though cuz you don't have fences and stuff. Like people don't actually care if you come or go, right? No, it's a Swiss school. So you're basically calling in sick and then you don't rock up and that's what you do. Damn. You've missed out on a lot of that, adrenaline. There was nothing. Th- 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 it never felt that nefarious. It was just, all right. You don't, you're <laughs> I not could just there. just walk out the front door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, a lot of that movie is like cultural context. Like the, he's that scene where he's watching MTV in the morning and Billy Idol comes on. Like that was... was I mean, like, I'm MTV generation. And, I mean, the MTV was a, a blast out of nowhere. It was like, there's a channel where you can just watch music and it's fucking cool. And then it disappeared as fast. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> they Then they realized that that costs money and they put fucking, what was it? 
Pimp My Ride and Yo MTV Raps. <laughs> That's my generation. Yeah. That <laughs> Pimp My Ride. <laughs> but that was Exhibit, wasn't it? Let's go, give it to <laughs> I sound a bit like Exhibit right now with my nose. <laughs> There's a funny thing, actually. They I thought more like DMX. You should do some woofs. Uh, oh, yeah, I think of DMX, actually. He, yeah, he was Exhibit was the presenter. Yeah. When, when MTV started, like right at the beginning, their first advertiser, I heard this recently and I'd forgotten about it, was a company that sold the Frisbee. And this Frisbee ad, like everybody, these guys were genius because they were one the first advertiser on MTV. And their Frisbee, I don't know if their Frisbee sales took off, but everyone knew about this Frisbee, like worldwide. Yeah, can look, I, can I, advertising is my speciality. Sorry, Christian, I know this episode's supposed to be about you, but obviously we're just doing our thing. <laughs> yeah, advertising, George Lewis, he was the, the madman of advertising back in the day, right? Like, you know that series, Bad Bad? That's basically based off of him. Oh, okay. So he's, oh. A, he's a New York Jew. Uh, he's one of the, he's one of my idols in terms of advertising gurus, and he was responsible for the the popularity of MTV, right? So he would really? come up with ad campaigns, and he came up with the ad campaign for MTV where rock stars and famous idols who he went to their houses and convinced them to do this for the ad agency. So that was the first ever ad for MTV where like uh, they had the Rolling Stones, like Mick Jagger and stuff. They'd pick up the phone and go, "What I want my MTV." You know, wow. and like uh, Madonna was also like, "Hey, I want my MTV, right?" So they aired, it was such a popular ad that they aired it in, in the U.S. and then they during the day in New York City, they got so many calls they had to call the West Coast. They were like, "Take the ad off the air. We can't sustain this many calls <laughs> for MTV." All right, and so that's how that's why it got so popular so quick. That's insane. Of this ad campaign that he did, yeah. He's done a lot of uh, famous ad campaigns like that. Sure, we should do that. We should. I want my X Y Z, and then nobody calls. <laughs> we actually have to. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody actually wants it. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna start playing songs on our podcast. Now. I, I wanted to say something about the frisbee though, because to me, uh, frisbee is like volleyball. Is one of the most Christian type of sports that you can ever do. <laughs> it's like no touchy. Yeah, you're far away from each but other. But you see everything jiggle a bit. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. That yeah, is yeah. so accurate, dude. <laughs> That's funny, bro. Yeah, slow-mo. Yeah. 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 Yes. Slow-mo was made. Frisbee, cool in slow-mo. Have you? Super cool in slow-mo. Yeah, sexy. Normal? No, normal? Fucking bullshit. <laughs> Dumb as hell. <laughs> have you, funny, have you, I mean, in Zurich, they have like like Frisbee teams. That, by, down by Google, I they, bet they there's have. a field. Oh, of course, it's close to Google's uh, fucking nerds. <laughs> and, and those guys, I guess, super serious. Fucking merchants. <laughs> have you met Google people out in public? Yeah, yeah, a few. I know I've got a bunch of guys that work there. They always travel in packs. They do. They're a bit like wolves. Oh, they, but shy wolves. They're like, I think more like a group of ants or something. <laughs> Wolves is way too it's powerful. Right. I used to live back in like Vidicon, Schmiede Vidicon, <laughs> and one Christmas, like all the Swiss people have like gone to the back to their villages, so the city's empty except for the Orthodox Jews and the Googlers in the restaurants. It was bizarre. <laughs> like every restaurant I went into, there's someone talking about some algorithm, and it was just how are you going to make them rich yeah, yeah in a in some random u.s accent as well it was it was bizarre yeah shout out to google we know you're listening <laughs> oh they absolutely <laughs> are <laughs> yeah yeah it's not a joke this time never mind the fucking nsa yeah. google is listening yeah i wonder if if we do okay google if if we can fuck with anybody's any android user's phone 
I don't think so. What I want to know is... Okay, Google, search for big black titties. Now you know what Harry searches for. In terms of conspiracy theories or... I don't know where I'm going with this. Help me lead, guys. I'm off, I'm off, okay. I'm off the toe Dean, today. Let's let's reboot. I'm being honest, though. So Dean came. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll set you up. Dean came up with a great concept for a few episodes or three episodes. Yes, thank you, Harry. Uh, and and it's about. I, I it's kind of about finding out who we really are. Yeah. But I mean, the thing that got me about it was because it raised a question that I haven't thought deeply about in fact i'm deliberately trying not to think about it is like what are we where are we trying to go most of all that was a question that stuck in my in head. life right in life but also i'd like to know about our analysis of each other because i'm sure we have our er, like projection towards each other as well and i'm sure users are going to find it not interesting at all <laughs> maybe a little bit i don't know it's a, no. it's very circle jerky, that's for sure. But I that, don't want it to be like that. I don't know where that, you're going with it. But the whole podcast is a circle jerk, so let's face it. We are three white men speaking into a microphone. What is it not a circle Expecting that jerk? people listen. I mean, that's well, already... You expected people. <laughs> well, we got fans. Shout out to the fans. Hoping. Yeah, for some listen. reason for some reason they do. So let's appreciate okay, that. So this is a weird one so far. <laughs> where, do, where do we start? So... Um, you you mentioned something uh, earlier on about like philosophy and stuff like that. Uh, l let's let's end with your question there, Harry, because I think that's kind of that's kind of like the the sum of all fears in the end is like where are we going? Yeah, yeah. Um, the afterlife. Let's start with that because that's that's. Shall we start with to. the afterlife? Yeah. Do you believe the afterlife, Christian? Not anymore. No. Not anymore. What happened? Um. So we we spoke a little bit about my journey away from Christianity. Yeah, I used the the word journey here deliberately to sound super wanky. Um, <laughs> it's basically I grew up with a very firm and strong belief system, right? So when I was when I was in my teens, I I thought I had life figured out. Uh, yeah, we all. So did. everything was very clear to me. Everything was very you know, set. Um, I know where I'm going. I, I know I know what my path is supposed to be. And as long as I only masturbate 10 more times, I won't go to hell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, the masturbation Close was a debate eyes. at one point because that's also, there was also that rumor that it was a sin. Um, <laughs> Every so, sperm is sacred, but... Oh, uh, for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> Christians are so retentive. Tell that to the priest. <laughs> and um, that that whole idea of an afterlife was very present. So it, this this is super odd, but at a young age, death meant a lot more to me than it does now. So there was always kind of like this future state of being that's kind of like linked to death. You like on a weekly basis, you're you're made aware that you are in like you, your your body will basically decay. You will die. There is an end to all of this, but there is also the next level it's it's kind of like super mario it, you you're just doing this thing you level up and then you're with god right so th there was that was a very a very present and um absorbed understanding of what the future holds kind of like f a foundation for the way you look at life yeah 100 percent. okay so then you would say that because you've talked about it before religion has been quite a big influence for you right absolutely so the 
you've kind of lost faith <laughs> in faith. <laughs> uh, but we're not going to mention the uncle's uh, touchy, touchy vibes because I, I think that's where it started. I was very lucky. I never, I never got molested in church. <laughs> the fact that you have to say that out loud is quite sad. No, I, mean, I got lucky, guys. <laughs> no, now, God was on now, my side. Looking back, like when, when you hear all these stories and stuff and you go like, oh, wow, like... I was probably one of the ugly so ones. So you, you, <laughs> you were never like Michael Stipes in the corner losing your religion? No, no. Oh, <laughs> no. I was like, uh, um, you've heard of Hillsong. I mentioned Hillsong on this podcast before. Hillsong is an Australian mega church that made it into the US and in the uh, UK. Yeah. They're huge in London. Yeah. They have like tens of thousands of people going every Sunday. And um, the, the dad of the founding pastor... Uh, has fa has been found out as a child molester, um, and it was it was a few teenagers that um, went to his parish at the time. So he ran a church himself in New Zealand. Um, so it was obviously like it's this whole thing about like a power move and stuff like that. But I knew people like him, like that. There was that. This is not just making shit up now. It's kind of that power play. Yeah, I. I know what that feels like when you trust an a, an older dude because of the fucking charisma that they exude every fucking week um uh preaching from from their fucking um what what's the thing called where priests pulpit. Sounds? pulpit thank you the um, altar the pulpit oh, the pulpit yeah. sounds too dirty anything involving step into my pulpit so pull there is there pit. is a there is an attraction there is a weird attraction to, yeah, yeah. to that sort of um charisma it, it's 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 like being on stage in a weird way um they are performing <laughs> they're performing um a, a role um and they're 100 not themselves they they're all narcissists but it's it, it's powerful so and it's, it's, it's engaging a it's a very chris delia vibe like <laughs> You've got yeah. this older guy. He seems all so pastors sexy. are Chris Delia. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it, less there's definitely an overlap. I mean, it's, it, the coincidence is you went from doing that to comedy, but but in, in a way, <laughs> still touching kids. In a way, you, <laughs> in a way, you threw out the philosophy, but you still you're still going for the attention. Mm. And 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 in a way, comedy is honest about it. You're you you know you're on stage openly seeking attention validation and, yeah and validation yeah. versus a pastor who has got this whole cover story about some dude on a <laughs> He's cross validated by god exactly <laughs> what was uh, what's what's what fascinating hillberries, you know? <laughs> what's fascinating about this they can pull off a 20 minute sermon and only have to do two jokes and they would already be fucking swimming in applause Old ladies are like, oh. they love that shit. <laughs> oh, Easy to two think. jokes. Come on, dude. Dude, in twenty minutes, like sounds like Harry's fucking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but but so okay, so you had you like just brushed off of that real quick. <laughs> I'm, I'm going back. I just I'm, dissed you, boy. <laughs> Come whatever. at me. <laughs> I've, I'm I'm, I'm chill. I'm full of pizza, gluten free pizza. I'm like, you can abuse me as much as you want, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> so. Like so, what what is what's your afterlife concept look like these days? Like now you abandoned the Lord. Yeah, what filled that space apart from a vacuum, the vacuum of space? No, it's <laughs> it's um alcoholism. <laughs> I I have. <laughs> 
It, it does <laughs> fill it regularly. Um, I don't have an answer to that. Like, I, I firmly believe now, and that is a belief, that there is nothing. But I kind of have this hope that there might still be. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? It's okay. not. I, I I don't say I'm agnostic, but because I think that's a cop out. Like I'm I'm agnostic. What? Yeah. Uh, have are a, have you an agnostic opinion. about weather? Like the, yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. It might rain. There that's, might be that's sun. Funny, that yeah. that's being agnostic. But being it's agnostic about the question: Is there a god or not? Is kind of like. No, you're really not trying to think about this. Yeah, uh, okay. it's a religion in its I, own way. I would, I would say, like if I was going to call myself something, it would be agnostic, not atheist. So, but, but does agnostic for you mean that you don't care? No, it means it. It means uh, I'm not buying into any religions. Yeah, but you've delved into spirituality a little bit. You yeah. have interest for those I, ideas. But, yeah, I would say I've seen enough to to say there's something there's something at work that not many people on this planet understand and and, and, and it's like mm, <laughs> and it's beyond it's it's beyond what we figured out with science and i mean if you look at the fundamental question is like e like this is why i find atheists retarded is that you go hey, yeah, hold, the, up, hold up hold up i'm shitting on the atheist i'm now. an atheist and then I'm shitting on you. Fuck you. Because the atheists are idiots. They say, I am sure there is, this is all nothing. It's meaningless bullshit. It's like, uh, so how, if, I, I why does, so, yeah. why does meaningless bullshit as amazingly complex as the whole thing come into existence yeah. for no reason at all? That, why does it have to though? What do you mean? Why does it have to? Why does it have to have meaning? It, it's not that it has to have meaning. This is what you're thinking. What I'm, what I'm saying is that the it the pointers suggest to me that some kind of intelligence was at work. Like you don't like like <laughs> why the, can't it just be random chaos though? Like when Christians in bed, random chaos. It's it's, it's a natural <laughs> phenomenon. Because because every every experience <laughs> I've had with random chaos did not produce. <laughs> he didn't come. <laughs> did not did not produce Samsung TVs and whatever else. Why like, not though? That is random chaos technically. That is that is the pinnacle of our the Samsung TV and capitalism TV, and all that right? stuff is pure chaos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if yeah. there was some kind of intelligence in order, yeah, but, it would it be like that? So. There, there are two things that baffle me in this conversation right now because yeah. we we haven't even touched on uh, religion properly, and already we are at each other's throats True in a that. weird way. True and, right? and we'll get all, if we go down this hole, we'll never know more about Christian. Yeah, exactly. I try to come from like a top-down perspective, which yeah. clearly it's like too broad of a idea. How do you say to someone, "Who are you? What makes you you?" you yeah, know? it's like, "What do you believe in after death?" It's like you that like what defines you as a person, which is a hard topic to approach. And and I I, I did immediately that thing where I go like my position now is valid so other positions aren't which which is a classic christian move so when yeah. you when you believe in when your belief system is built on this really strong foundation of, of believing in this uh, in this god and and this uh, um i don't know heaven and hell kind of concept yeah. there can be nothing else so everything else is by default wrong that's that's how you grow up right so there it's very black and white yeah you're either part of the crew 
Yeah. You're part of the tribe or you're not. And if you're not, we will talk down yeah. on you yeah. until you're part of that fucking tribe. You and were one of those altar boys. This and, is why. And eventually invade Jerusalem. Because <laughs> yeah, multiple times. <laughs> okay, but but we're getting... I would say, because in episode seven, you, we talked a lot about, about religion yeah. and what we... Like, that is a big part of what Christian... Yeah, but and what we learned in that episode is around about 24, basically, you, we also have the Reboot Your Life episode. You had to kind of reconstruct your whole worldview. Exactly. Which is a fascinating thing. Okay, so let, let me, so we're talking now about your perspective post reboot, basically. Can so, I, can I get one real quick thing is though, for, for just go for go. help? Uh, Krista, do you think that your environment has affected who you are? 100%. Obviously, right? 100%. But like, how much to that degree? Because then, and you could be like, oh, okay, maybe you could kind of pinpoint pinnacles in your life. That add up to certain things now. I, I like, might have mentioned this this uh, before. Um, the, uh, uh, a very uh, uh, very interesting guy um, that I absolutely adore. He he um, he said um, when you go through your life, you meet people, and some people are nodes. They push you in a certain direction. They they yeah. might either push you or attract you. Yeah. Um. Uh, and that will give your life, um, a spin or or an angle or like whatever. a like a pinball. Or something. Yeah. Exactly. Is, so isn't that the guy who said that you're the sum of all the people you have met in your life? In a way. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, he's um he, he's he's a fascinating guy. Um. I gonna I, I gonna link to to his stuff uh in in a little bit. But uh, long long story short, he I I had this experience in my whole life where. I met specific people and they heavily influenced my way of thinking um, and therefore also my way of acting or, or, or being in a way. Um, and uh, it, it, during Christianity, that was a thing and that has been a, a thing also post-Christianity. So um, once I got away from that, I, I, as you said, Harry, we discussed this, I had to start to reconstruct um, all these sort of things. I'm now at the stage in my life looking at what could be after we all die where I'm just not that sure. I, 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 am, I stand by the point where I hope there is something, but I kind of know that there won't be. So, But that also drives me in a way where I go, let's make most out of this time that we have or let let me make most out of the time that i have available because it's bloody precious like th there is not it, there is not long left i'm turning 35 this year yeah um it's it's um it goes it's fast. finite at some point this is this is all gone and and i don't want to end up a vegetable so i want to enjoy the fuck out of what i have at hand one one question actually about the reboot was did you have did did your reboot include throwing out most of what your parents taught you like cuz i guess this is all intertwined to to an extent but my parents were oddly enough and i i said this before here my dad is a pastor or was a pastor uh, until very recently. He was never very dogmatic. 
there were a bunch of things that he was really keen on uh, because it was the first born as well. He kind of needed to figure out what power means yeah. um, as, a, as a dad. And I think you can relate to that in a yeah. way. Um, so in, in his mind, he had to kind of put down boundaries early on. I was not, like, he was like, you have to be home at a certain time or you're not allowed to have girlfriends over, all these sort of things. Um, which were in hindsight all bullshit because he abandoned these sort of rules immediately when my brothers came of age. Okay. Um, so th this is how I know that he was never really dogmatic. It was more a power play. He he had a but he, he had a son that was growing up, so um, he had to figure out his own position. He never really imprinted um, strong dogmatic beliefs. That was all the people around him. Okay. And within church, he had um, this role of, he was a senior pastor, but there was heaps of other people that had an influence on, on, on my upbringing and on, on my brother's upbringing as well. And that was way more dogmatic. I mean, the, re the reason why I ask is what you're saying about this kind of the pin this pinball thing with people makes me think... I mean, we can get into that with me another time, but the, but the thing is, it's like uh, I grew up without a dad and I, I had a need for some time in my life for role models. And and that's why I asked about your parents. It's like, is it kind of because you, you kind of threw out everything and now you need some fresh role models? Like, like you can't really trust the stuff. There, there's an element to that, but it's not necessarily only linked to that. Okay. So, uh, as I said, like there was other people involved in 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 my upbringing, and um, that had a role in there, but in hindsight, not the strongest one. I yeah, I guess you can define people based on who they love and who they idolize a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. That's a like it's such a weird question, kind of like how do you define yourself? Okay, so it has to be outside influence because nobody can actually get to know anyone on a real level ever like you don't even know yourself you know and this podcast episode is getting all weird and i'm feeling weird about it but christian so i guess then who would you say are the people that you've admired most whether it's somebody who's affected the world or a parent or older sibling or whatever this is gonna sound super weird i had a bunch of really cool girlfriends after i got divorced okay and um they helped you grow the, yeah 100 percent. so there was um th there was a bunch of moments where because because i was so uh, this is also the way that i that i was thinking right so i got together with my ex-wife when i was uh, 18 um i i never i was never single in my 20s i was either married or going through a divorce and it's <laughs> so young dude <laughs> yeah um so i didn't know how to be alone for, for starters so i kind of defined life as you you do that with someone um lucky enough in in these relationships that came right after um i actually came uh, into relations with people that are heaps cool so there there was um there's a reason why we are no longer together obviously but <laughs> um, from the outset, there was there was a bunch of influences that were super healthy for me. Uh, one person um, specifically kind of opened my eyes to travel, 
which was super Thank facet- God for that person. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like this is part of your well-balanced, blessing. <laughs> amazing personalities because yeah. you've traveled. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was the person that really kicked my ass to say, dude, you have to leave this place. You have to go yes. places. You have to see was places. Influencer? And that was even before we, we got together. So um, it was kind of like on the brink. I've known that person for quite a while. Um, and um, I was I was about to leave my uh, my marriage. Um, and she kicked my ass to go like, you have to leave this country. You have to go away for a bit. So uh, we spoke about this before as well. 2014 was a very important year for me. Lost my job, lost my marriage. Good. And, um, Change. I, uh, and I, went, I went traveling for the first time by myself. Not, not in, a, in 2014. A, yeah. It's not that long ago. That was a year ago. It's not that long ago. And um, that opened my eyes to a, a, a profound amount where I'm like, okay. Now I have to. I, first of all, I have to be comfortable traveling alone, and I wasn't it's like going to the movies alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wasn't comfortable being alone at all, and it was a huge step for me to do that. It was. It was kind of everything was breaking free. It, it was kind of like throwing away the shackles, if you will, just to use another Bible term. Um, <laughs> it's just yeah. you know, like suddenly. I started to see the world a little bit in a different light um, and what it, what it like, has to offer. Like in terms of your position in it? Yeah, how fucking insignificant I am and uh, how much there is that I haven't seen. Awesome. This is why Harry's got such a sexual issue with a... Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Give me. Perspective. I saw bigger dicks online and now I'm insecure. <laughs> I'm just coming at you, Harry. I'm sorry. All right, all right. <laughs> I, I didn't get the link at I all. I don't get it either. It's one of those days, guys. It's okay. one of those days. It's called confusion. That's awesome, dude. Okay, then I guess biggest lesson you learned from perspective for people who haven't traveled. Because surprisingly, because uh, I know you had that like kind of kick, push kind of thing. We all do. We're all expats here. Uh, I could never understand people who are like, I don't have to leave. Like, why would I want to go there? You know, I'm like, how could you not want to leave? How could you not want to go see that? Yeah. yeah. You know? But some people are just very happy not going anywhere. If you're one of those people, I suggest you get out. <laughs> I had this before in my in in my previous family, like um the the family of my of my ex wife, where there was an element of that. There was a certain uh, content um way of looking at Switzerland and the fucking village and, and just go like that that's it. We don't really have to go anywhere yeah the element of wanderlust yeah do you think it's another like fill the void procedure uh maybe maybe it is maybe it is yeah but so look uh, like all these sort of steps that that i've just been describing it's not just uh, on a monday i wake up and i step into an airplane and then i suddenly see the world like all these all these steps even um divorcing um, that takes a couple of years that you get to that conclusion, right? So it's not like from one day to the next, my life was changed. That's bullshit. It, it, it's all gradual and it's all increments. You, you take little steps, but at some point you find yourself that you're now a different person to what you have been before. And in 2014, I first realized that I'm now a very, very different person than I was three, three four years prior to that. 
and and that's why it was such a, a decisive a, a decisive year for me it's kind of like hinting towards monogamy a little bit as well because like i know you're divorced as well my view of marriage is that it never works it's just not a thing it's we should be doing bullshit yeah. we yeah. we should do that episode one time like we should really get into that topic as well yeah. because Harry I mean, wants to marry multiple women. No, no, it's the whole that love is the new religion, basically, uh, and maybe even that's going away now with Tinder and what else. But uh, I mean, okay, so so I mean, the question is, is so what? Where was the first place you traveled to? Like when you had this flash of like, I need to travel. Can I just point out one thing real quick? How hard is it to try and ask someone like who they are, like find out? Something. Yeah, I'm really struggling. I'm fucking struggling this too. Is fucking hard, man. This is our one of our good friends, Christian. Like we know you, but how the fuck do we find that out and describe it and even ask? It's like we're typical men, or who like you know struggle to be like have talking emotion. Oh no, I have anything. to show emotion. It's I mean, fucking okay, weird. The okay. whole thing so far Wait, has been us going. So re- what did you do in 2014? Re- like it's weird. Real talk. So and it's this a hard is one. this is a gut feeling thing. The weird thing I get about Christian is. Despite this reboot in his life and all the doubt, there is something about you. You have an underlying confidence that there is some plan at work. Like this, if if I look at the way you behave and the way you talk about things and the way you put things, you kind of put things in a context. Like it, oh, that's how it feels to me. I'm really going with like my my analysis is this: is that similar to what you say but instead of it's an inherent thing it's actually just a mask for christian like i feel like there's a lot to you a lot of depth to you but a lot of people will never see that i think i relate to that a little bit but because you're a hard worker you're such a well-balanced happy guy but you're good at the mask thing it's a, it's a very like powerful thing you have very much to my detriment so yeah. um w- what you're saying harry um and uh, is 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 actually probably better reflected with with the way that Dean looks at it. So here's the thing: um, I I somehow have learned from a young age to exude confidence without <laughs> merit. <laughs> okay, it's like, it's like what a priest does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just make shit up on the fly. Yeah, like that'd be charming. And I'm pretty good at that. So <laughs> my. <laughs> My dad, my dad and I, we called it um, the the door handle sermon. So you don't know what you're gonna preach about when you touch the door handle, and as soon as you let it go, you're confident for the next fifteen minutes. Wow! So the so hand I, of God reaches inside. Yeah, your this anus. is impro theater. It's, it's impro theater. Yeah. It's you, you, and you have read the Bible long enough that you can just make shit up and then tie it together so that everyone goes like, "Oh, he knows what he's talking about." So you're always building these story arcs, yeah. basically, like to to come to a like a happy ending. Let me or let me moral. talk about Daniel and the lions. Like I, I can I the struggle. <laughs> Jesus, that's that's fascinating. Have you ever watched? Have you ever read up on some of the stuff? Like Disney has all these playbooks for how to create a good movie. The, the archetype. Yeah. And the, the narrative circle storyline. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's all just regurgitated stuff with different characters. Exactly. Much and, like life. And, but, but there's something deep to this as well. Like the, uh, the storytelling is still the most powerful way to communicate. And that's, that's why Jesus only spoke in parables. Like <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> Nobody knew what the hell he was saying. Yeah. Did you it's, really mean that we shouldn't be gay, Christ, uh, <laughs> Jesus? Or uh, he, he never said that. He didn't say it he exactly. Never said that. <laughs> no, I know he didn't. Um, so, <laughs> was a good Samaritan gay? 
I think was that he, page was stuck together know, yeah. <laughs> in the Bible. <laughs> Somebody was jacking off to that in, in, in so many cloister doors. Yeah, yeah. That was the yeah, yeah. <laughs> you find a you find a beaten man next Psalms to the three, road. John, uh, you know, whatever. Do you a pass by or b take him home, <laughs> <laughs> or just use him while he lies there unconscious? Hold up. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, but I said before this. This, were, this is very much to my detriment as well because I'm sometimes perceived way more uh, at ease or confident than I actually am. Yeah. When I looked for my very first job, um, I was coming out of high school, so ninth grade. Um, I was looking for a job and uh, I was applying for this, for this bank job for the first time. And I go to the interview and it was it was a toss up between me and another guy and in the last interview they basically asked me what my career projections were like what what i wanted to achieve the in defenses the bank crumbled down first of all i'm like 14 at that point so <laughs> <laughs> nothing <laughs> i want to start a hedge fund <laughs> worse i watched the wolf of worse. wall street Did i you said, have an answer i had an answer oh my god i said oh i, I banking great stuff um, I want to learn English and I want to become a pilot and this helps me to get there. Okay. And well, they were life like, was easy, right? Th- so the reason why I know what they talked about is because three years later, I got a job at the, exactly that bank and I spoke to the person who interviewed <laughs> me that very first time. So wow. this is what happened. So I say this out loud. I'm like, yeah, I think 14, 15. So it must have been uh, right around that time. Yeah, um, maybe they basically context clearly. So Christian wanted to be a pilot. This was in a previous episode yeah. as well. I can't remember. So his dream was to become an airline. I, I wanted to be an airline pilot. That's that's the dream. This is where we're going with this. And uh, the bank was just like a stepping stone to get there. Yeah. Also for context, uh, Switzerland is not child slavery. Christian wasn't forced to get a job to pay his mom. No, or you something. have an apprenticeship. Yeah, you get an apprenticeship during high school to get into the workforce <laughs> a little bit <laughs> while doing school. Oh, sorry. I think that's the most fucked up thing. But anyway. It was the, the apprenticeships are, are a good thing. A- anyway, this it, is how pedophilia starts. There's <laughs> a kid in the office. Is it called vocational education? Or oh god. A- anyway, so um, three years later, I'm back at that bank. I'm applying for a traineeship this time around. So I did uh, my baccalaureate. So I'm going back to the bank. I'm talking to the person that interviewed interviewed me back then after I signed the contract, and I go like. Why did you not give me that job back then? And she was, she said, "Well, you were so confident to become a pilot. We didn't want to invest in you." Oh, yeah, because they couldn't use you for so. Yeah, it, it, you were literally saying like, "This is this is it's just, just for a couple for now, of years, yeah. and then you're gone." Yeah, last thing. So and we we wanted to invest in something a little bit more long term. It's like also, <laughs> how fucked up is that? I'm 15. Fi- how like, yeah, what the what fuck? So a 15 you, year old is not going to last long. Yeah. So you learn a very important lesson: always lie in a job. Always lie. <laughs> always lie. Fake till you make it. Yeah. It's not lying. It's faking. So. <laughs> in a but, job, but it's this, fucking lying. This was a con. <laughs> this confidence of saying this out loud to a grown up at the age of 15 was 100% unfounded. Like there was no reason for me to believe that I would become a pilot in any shape or form. But you had the way of projecting yeah. this. Uh, interesting. I did that enough in church to 
I mean, get yeah, away I mean, with it. I mean, yeah. you somehow should have ended up in some kind of sales. Like, there's something very Tim Dillon-ish about this. Tim Dillon is a comedian that Christian and I both love. I think Dean. Have you listened to some Tim Dillon? Nope. Okay. Tim Dillon. I don't, I don't like comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dillon, you've got to listen to Tim Dillon. You'd love him. I'm Nobody sure. makes me laugh. But Exactly. So... <laughs> So you had actually awesome sales skills, basically, from a young age. Like I was, you could uh, convince people of, of... My first job was in sales. Like, when, when I worked at that bank, I, I worked for two years in uh, what's super wanky called high net worth individuals. VVVIP. <laughs> um, people, people with coin. And uh, I sold them heaps of shit. Um, there was <laughs> Hi, my name is Christian. Would you be interested in some insurance? And they go, oh, <laughs> get this. I'm I'm like 19 years old, yeah. and I'm talking to a 45 year old with a half a million bucks. Charmy, the and I'm, I'm I'm I remember this interview or interview the sales pitch so clearly. Um, this was um, a lady. She worked here uh, close to Zurich in Opfikon, and um, she was one of my biggest clients. Um, she had half a mil to invest. And I'm like, fuck yeah! I gonna, I know exactly what I'm gonna sell that one. And it was, it, it was um, something super dodgy called a structured product. We don't have to go into the detail. <laughs> what? what? I, the, no, it was something super dodgy. Yeah, he's like, he's like, like no, no. I've got basically like some whatever it is, some like high risk mortgages to sell you, or like penny stocks. <laughs> it was one of the worst ideas of all time, but a lot of people made a lot of money around it in Switzerland specifically. I don't know how that thing never properly blew up, but it, it was it, it was called a structured product. It was all approved by uh, Finma and whoever was in charge back then. And this is before the financial crisis. A structured product. Structured product. <laughs> it's basically. A, um, it, it, it's it's a Sounds bunch pretty structured it's a, it's a bunch of <laughs> options that are wrapped into a paper and then it they must pay be you something a structured product yeah i'll tell <laughs> you wouldn't buy a structured product right now safety efficiency there's structured products there, there's a lot of words like that that you use uh, when you sell that shit yeah, yeah, yeah. and um you obviously have like sales targets uh so but it, again this is a 45 year old person quite good at what they do and there's a 19 year old dickhead going around and go like, hey, instead of a Mercedes SLK, I'm selling you this thing. Can you invest 50 grand in that? And I'm going to make you 15% on top of that. Did so you, this literally sold. <laughs> but how did you, did you, did you kind of get into, I'm your grandson space or your son, your son or your grandson? Like you don't understand. Uh, I'm a, you know, I'm your grandson, a little bit of a genius and I'm helping you make more money. Was I, got I, charming vibe I invested a lot of time in dressing the part. Oh, okay. So I looked way more grown up than I was. I was I always like impeccable tie. My shoes were always clean. Like the, the suits were Hugo oh Boss. God, like there was, a, there was a whole... There this, was a whole style going this there. This was American psycho shit. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more like a Catch Me If You Can, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's more your vibe. Yes, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, it's. Uh, I made a point that I would always wear like dark blue because that exudes trust. Like yeah. there, there was there <laughs> the was psychology. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now you wait a second. About that. Now wait a second. So you're setting up this sales pitch. You've been analyzing like what do I wear. Did you never? Did you never have the question like? 
my whole religious upbringing and this are at 90 degrees to each other or like uh, or even Why 180 is that this because is the br- manipulation it's the is beauty the of christianity the exact same as thing. soon as there as soon as there is money money always wins fuck that <laughs> do n- never believe that bullshit with the samaritan stuff that that's that's where they get you like look at american <laughs> christians today the most republican cunts are praying christians every sunday but they wouldn't give a dime to someone that actually is starving wow it's it's quite disturbing man walks into a church with a loaded gun says to everyone in the church for those of you who wouldn't take a bullet for jesus please leave (laughs) most people leave (laughs) the rest of there is like cool you guys are actual christians yeah (laughs) the vote yeah. Yeah. The hypocrisy, Christian, the hypocrisy. It's, it's pure, he, pure hypocrisy. And does, does he then kill him? Of course he doesn't kill him. He's just testing it. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. Like, Christian, so, be every so you never had the thought, I'm doing the devil's work here? I didn't question capitalism at that point. Okay. <laughs> it's God's will. <laughs> so yeah. they, they trained you how to manipulate. You were picking up all these tips, like wear a blue suit do this, do that. Yeah, we had proper sales training. Like there, there, was, a, there was a guy coming in, uh, proper sales training, how to give the spiel. NLP um, and all this business. How, so. Yeah, how, how to close, um, how to get to the close. Wow. Um, whatever. Like it, it was actually, it's quite boring. It's, are, these, are these tips like translated into your relationship life? Not at all. <laughs> never. <laughs> no, never for you? No. You never I, I, I was like really bad at chatting up people. What? Really, really bad. That so you no never sense. applied sales to getting late? No. That's the okay. way Harry views sex in general. In yeah. e-commerce funnel you, system. You made it all a point system. <laughs> well, because... You gamified it. Yeah, because... Okay, like, you know, and I'm... Fuck it. I don't give a shit. The women that listen to this are anyway... They don't. They already hate me. <laughs> so <laughs> the thing the thing is this, is, uh, is like, like... The basic is a woman just has to like... like open her legs a bit and guys come like i mean and i see this some guys no like like my daughter i told you we had this COVID spreader event my daughter and her friend they went out and i saw the whole thing it's just like we're gonna go out and go and like get in some guy's head to make us get feel good about ourselves because we can because we're so fucking powerful compared to boys our age which they actually are (laughs) Like, guys, if we get even the hint of pussy, we're just fucking idiots. So, women, it's incredibly easy to get guys. Harry. Wait, 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 hold, hold. The, <laughs> the way that you balance this as a guy is you have a sales funnel. So, you have, like, a pipeline, you know, like e-commerce? Funnel. A funnel. Pipe, pipeline. A funnel. You have, Pipe like, in the funnel. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have. I mean, lay pipe sometimes, <laughs> and it's the same thing. I'm sure you had Christian like sales funnels. You have like your you have your leads, your your qualified leads. Your it's like a whole thing, and and yeah, and it's just like because the, because the weird thing about this is is that the moment you start thinking about that, you stop being that guy who's getting clingy. And the moment like a situation gets difficult, you're like, "All right, fine, I got other leads in the funnel," and that actually makes you more interesting. It's okay. Do you feel bizarre. better about this, Harry? You got that off your chest. After just, after two years of doing that bullshit, I got bored. 
because it f- it felt like doing 4D chess and everyone else is playing dominoes. <laughs> it was it was. I like that. You're good at those. It's That's like, interesting. So so so. So you're you're doing this. It's all manipulation, right? So sales is pure manipulation. You yeah, want yeah. to get someone to trust you, blah blah blah, and you 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 basically just mirror. You give them what they want to hear. Mostly, it's about listening, and this is the one thing that I was probably good at. Um, I was I was good at having them have their moment yeah their their time to shine and then uh. i go back and go like yeah no that's a really good idea but that actually totally links to what i was just saying before and then you okay. have them. so you're telling them it's their idea it's their idea it's Hold totally- up, i feel like you've done this on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> manipulating us so oh, this is really interesting. That's why, one of the Harry's yeah, why are we even doing this podcast, Dean? Uh, he, yeah, how did we let <laughs> like, up here? How the, what the fuck am I even doing here? here every Friday Revealing night, all my house? darkest secrets uh, yeah. to the world. Fuck, Christian uh, is still doing sales. <laughs> so, and then at some point, you do this for two years, and uh, I was in my early 20s at that point, and I was just like, this is fucking boring. I, I was, uh, my clients were all 50 plus, and like again, people with money. So they had careers or whatever. There was a guy who was uh, a bigwig in one of the um, uh, government departments, and I was selling him stuff. And I was like, "This is bullshit." Oh, so it undermines your your belief in authority almost. That these well, more like authenticity. Yeah, well, the, these people that are supposed to be the ones that you look up yeah. to are listening to your bullshit. Oh, that like kind of it's kind of like your loss in faith at some point. It, 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 it is. It, I think it might go hand in hand now that you put it that way. Yeah. Wow, Jesus, uh, I'd really like to murder my neighbor. Do I have your permission? Yes, Christian, go and kill your neighbor. <laughs> no, no, Christian is the guy that on the night before Jesus getting crucified sells him insurance. Like <laughs> that's no, I'm selling the Romans insurance. I'm getting nails dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You woke up three days later. We want our money back. <laughs> yeah, like, just in case you make a comeback, this plan <laughs> will make a nice it's payout. It's a little bit more expensive, but there's a good premium. <laughs> we make sure that Mary Magdalene gets comes a little bit free, of money. <laughs> All right. Comes so, with the free thorny bush. <laughs> so let me jump. Can I jump? Make a big jump? Go. Right, so you reboot your life. You you kind of like this two three years of alcoholism and just whatever you were doing. Then at some point it started to settle down, and you started to feel like you had a new world for you that worked for you. Is that is that? No, I I still don't think that I'm there. So what what I learned is that I know nothing. Okay, and um, you have a lot of humbleness to you. There there. Thank you. <laughs> That's exactly I'm what I'm talking about. I'm the most humble person I know. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> have you seen there's, nothing, there's nothing like a humble hand job, by the way. That's that's a, a humble hand job. <laughs> one with a thank bit you so of, much. I really appreciate it. Are you going out of your way <laughs> exactly. to do this? Thank you for warming up before. <laughs> You're amazing. Thank you so much. So I don't deserve this. So th- th- there's more, <laughs> but but there must have been a point where you reached a point where, like, and I've somehow got enough of a handle on things that I'm not I'm not needing to drink insanely to try and pump as much information into my head. It's like, okay, somehow I can handle this now. This is livable. 
Let's try the real version of that question because it's pretty important, I guess. People don't ask this ever. It's like, are you done, Christian? Are you done like being bad or being against what you believe in no. a little bit? No, right? No. Do you feel like that that uh, that animal in you will ever be settled? D- d- and I don't mean just sex or you know uh, abuse of substances or anything like that. I just mean for life in general. I I have regained an appetite for life. Appetite for life. So. Um, I smelled apple pie. One, one of I have I have two quotes that really ring in my head. Um, one of them is uh, "Life FM," like if if life was a radio station. Life FM, good times, bad choices. So <laughs> this is I like that. That's great. Can you do the intro? Can you be on that radio show yeah, right now? Life FM, good times, bad choices. <laughs> um, so so here's, here's the the other version. Life FM. Uh, good decisions, bad choice. What was it? Oh, fuck. I'm good times. Up. This is my brain today. Good times, bad choices. I was going to flip it on the head. Go, good choices, bad times. Nice. I've got some. I got, I really to, me, to me, that, that intro needs to be done with some country and western music. And oh, yeah. Much more chilled out. <laughs> like some ding, ding, ding. Life FM. <laughs> good times, bad choices. <laughs> Can some dude in a truck. <laughs> Well, you don't want to believe in anything. <laughs> and here's Dirk Bentley with his next song. <laughs> Please don't forget to donate to Jesus because he's very poor. Apparently. <laughs> so praise the Lord. Um, <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, where were we on the? So, so I love that court, dude. It's it's uh, it it, it it kind of reflects a lot of a, a lot of stuff. At one point, I started saying yes to things. So before, I was more. I don't know, like, you know, you're set in your own pace and you, you, you do your thing and you're very Swiss about stuff. And then um, I, I made this conscious decision to say yes to stuff that happens in life and just go like, yeah, sure, I'm going to do that. So like, like, I don't know, like lesbian threesome. Whatever. Um, go, like, I told you the story. Go to Thailand for a comedy festival. Sure. Why the fuck not? I know no one. Let's just go and see what happens. That is a great thing. Um, or, yeah, just just generally getting involved in stuff that might just happen upon you. You're not necessarily planning for stuff to happen. Um, but suddenly these, these weird opportunities come up. Because living life constantly with FOMO, but being hamstrung by that in the first place is the worst kind of feeling. Like, it's just literally you're pissing your life away. You're never partaking in anything of substance because you're never willing to. Yeah. So as, and as a Swiss person, you're always kind of like qualifying your decisions. You go like, no, but if I do this, then that and that has to happen. And I completely stopped doing that. It, it, there is no more um, big career plan or... Um. Yeah, that's gonna cancel me for pre- future employers. Um. There, there is no, there's no big arc anymore. You know where where you think in ten year, um, stretches where because like, by that time I have to earn this amount of money or by that time I have to be important in that and that area. This is all bullshit. It's just go like, no. Let's just do the thing that happens. Is it? Is it all about the thought about your reputation? So reputation management. So, so basically, like the, the choices you make should should keep your reputation intact for future opportunity. 
Is that a? That's a very Swiss thing. That that I, I think that's an attitude that sticks with with a lot of my my Swiss peers, where you wanna you wanna keep your nose clean. This is why it is so important that you pay your bills on time. You know, um, people could think bad about you. Like you you might be ill spoken of in the village. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, that sort of scenario. I think you've definitely got this strange kind of extrovertedness to you or a curiosity for other, right? This is also something that I admire about you a lot is because you're not the convention in any way possible. There's no way to define you. It will put you in a box despite a coffin. You know, we get that metaphor. But uh, it's nice to see that I feel that people with religion especially, that's one of the biggest influences and control aspects in most of people's lives. And the fact that you've broken out of that and questioned anything is a... Yeah, admi- admirable. Here comes the circle jerk part, <laughs> which is what Harry would have done. Um, I, I, no, no, I, I, I got something else to say, but I, can I can I just quickly link to that to the to the second quote that I mentioned before? The the second quote is, um, "We are all trying to figure it out." Yeah, no one actually knows. We're all trying to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. I love and, that. and this is very, 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 very much what I'm basing my life on. That's I'm a, just yeah. trying to figure it out. What the fuck does anyone know? I yeah. think that's a super healthy point of view. And yeah. that's also that. what I'm trying to apply to comedy. Like there, there is, there are moments where you get maybe slightly too cocky because uh, a joke didn't bomb twice in a row, and you think like, <laughs> "Oh no, this is now killer." I'm so, now killing every yeah, yeah, show. Yeah. I'm really um, funny. But, but it's not, and and it's just like, nah, we we're just taking a fucking stab at this. Let's. I mean. Yeah, so so exactly the interesting dude. thing I want to say about the reputation management is like I've really felt that like in England you kind of have that but coming to Switzerland like Huge. south south of England sets you up nicely to fully understand the Swiss mindset. I feel that I actually like I have a pretty good sense of how Swiss people work because there are enough parallels in the south of England. And one thing that to me, like once I started doing comedy, my strategy has been for, and it's it's voices in my head in the in the end. I don't know who's talking about me behind my back. I don't give a fuck. You should get that checked out. Yeah, but I, you know, people talk about us because we're doing things in public, and there's someone who's like masturbating in public. There's cool, there's yeah, but there's probably someone out there who's like that Dean. I'd really like to like taste him in my mouth people say that all the time exactly (laughs) and you don't know who's saying that but the thing is i really want to know exactly if you (laughs) if uh, it's you please write it exactly (laughs) at gmail nobody's gonna write it but the thing is uh the thing is to me my view now is just to transmit so many conflicting weird signals that if anyone because i don't like to (laughs) a i don't like judging people and b i don't like being judged i really make like one thing i've made an effort in my life is trying not to judge people i still do it of course because it's just in private because you're english exactly and then i go like that fucking (laughs) that fucking no but (laughs) but the thing is also being judged i'd rather that it's just like the it's just information overload. It's like if you want to dig into who you are, you're basically explaining why the sun was popular in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've turned myself into a tabloid newspaper. Page That's three exactly. boobies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a bit of tit on page three that throws everyone off. Analysis time, real quick. I'm gonna put this out there. Tell me if I'm talking shit, Christian. But Go. perhaps because what what 
what I've got from you and what I feel like I've learned is that the way societies are structured, their idea of, of the way they treat stigmatization of certain things really reflects the society around their context in terms of economic structure, the way their culture is based, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Switzerland, they, I feel, stigmatize mental health a lot. Uh, so yeah, heaps, depression. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to think about the reasons for this because I know it's a global thing, stigmatization, all of that. But generally here, I think it's connected more because the idea of success here isn't so much material wealth because people here aren't too flashy but they like to portray this element of some idea of success they have, right? And if you if your mental health have mental health issues, I think that people have been not successful. This is part of that stigmatization. So people will suppress any kind of weakness in their fields, right? So that's why I feel like for you as well, looking at you, like your mask is such a powerful thing because there's so many layers to you, but you're hiding that unsuccessful idea that perhaps society has put onto you uh mental health is a little bit like um a pocket square so as soon as soon as it stands out too much people don't want to talk to you anymore <laughs> it's such a banking reference it's it's uh, <laughs> it it's it's a very it's a very Swiss attitude like very Swiss. I, I, I wanted to make this comparison specifically because you were talking about like Swiss people are not flashy. No, Swiss people aren't flashy. But once we um, we come across someone that is, it kind of it's like throwing a curveball. You you don't know how to react to that anymore. Yeah. And there yeah. are people that are incredibly successful in, in in Switzerland that are extremely flashy. Yeah. Like go Yellow. All in. All in yeah. Um. Uh. The, the, the band the band Yellow, um, Dieter Meyer, an extremely extremely flashy human being. Yeah. Very artsy, yeah. extremely successful, completely un-Swiss in his behavior. And exactly what I'm saying. He's so off the radar, no yeah. one can judge him anymore. Yeah. But here's a here's a so here's a question. Like like on the one level, mental health. What I think people don't realize is most people that are super successful have massive mental health issues or psychopathic. So I appreciate tendencies. my depression a bit more now. Yeah, well, because because why do you want to go power through all that pain versus having an easy life? Is because you're being driven internally. Now, but to flip to back to you, uh, as an insane person. <laughs> How okay? Where you are right <laughs> where now? Where is my success? Where's your success? What what is, what if like add twenty years to where you are now? Where do you see yourself at twenty years time? And, and yeah, it's that stupid question. But that one question. Twenty I'm years from now, what would it take for your life to be? Would Would you say I was successful? Or do you even do you I, even pursue success? I I don't pursue. I don't pursue success as such where I go like, I, I, I don't have qualifiers like I want to, um, my life is only worth living if I have done X, Y, and Z. He's going to do us. That's what, <laughs> that's what I got from all leading up to this or, an <laughs> offer of an orgy. That's the way. final episode yeah. of X, Y, Z. It's just a gay just orgy. Us, yeah. <laughs> one one minute, 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> the shortest episode ever coming up now. Coming up now. Hey. <laughs> um, so I, I don't. I think I would look back and go like, this was a, a life worth living um, if I have tried. Like, 
that sounds I hope that doesn't sound too wanky, but I want to <laughs> I, I, I want to give it a red hot go. I want I want to give a comedy a red hot go. I want to give um this podcast a red hot go. Um I don't want to go half fast about these sort of things. Um and if I have done that independent of what kind of success comes of it. I don't I don't really care about that. Like as long as I can try and and write and do do jokes and entertain people um I can look back and go like well, that that was that was cool that was a good ride but have you heard the quote do or not do there is no trying that came from Yoda by the way <laughs> <laughs> in Star Wars too <laughs> oh my god Go back to programming. I mean, Yoda. Yeah, there is yeah. a... <laughs> you say that like it's important. Yoda, guys. <laughs> think Yoda Fuck, it's to, fucking Yoda. It's fucking Yoda. It's the modern day Jesus. Like Yoda. <laughs> well, he did resurrect, uh, right? He, had a, he has a robe. He did <laughs> brown robe. <laughs> he did train all the young Jedis. <laughs> he pretended to be poor on a, on a planet. Um, so... Um, uh. there, well, I guess, but... Trying Your in this scenario, trying is actually doing. Like, I don't want to sit and think about doing comedy. I want to be doing comedy, and and I want to try my best doing it. So you, are, it's kind of like you want to be in pursuit. Yeah, you want to be going for something. You want to be going for it. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't want to. Look, I mean, of course, there are dreams, right? So um, if I can play on, on this particular stage or if I could have a room playing in front of, I don't know, what's what the, what's the biggest room that you would queen? want to play? No. <laughs> no. If you, if, if you and I tell you why. We, could, we can yeah, go to that. Or if you could have like a row of Vietnamese prostitutes shooting ping pong balls at you. Uh, I'm not sure where your fantasy goes that's Dean that's Dean Um, (laughs) confusing (laughs) no but of course like there are these sort of dreams but this is not the pursuit per se if these things if they come fantastic that's absolutely great but the one thing that I have under control is what I bring to the table and that's doing comedy and and just and just go for it back to the saga of of Christian Breaker, it's a, it's becoming an epic. It's like becoming a ring cycle. We, it we is got, a saga. Hey. We we need we need at least three <laughs> episodes on Starring this. Starring the hobbits, <laughs> it, it does have a Lord of the Ring vibe. <laughs> All right, so I left I, I left the Shire. I'm <laughs> <laughs> on my walk through Mordor. Uh, Harry's Gandalf in this picture for some reason. <laughs> but so yeah, old creepy dude. <laughs> if you could, yeah. Christian, if you could change the world, what would you do? If you, I mean, do you have that? Like, I want to change the world, and we do the Frank Sinatra song. If I rule the world, if if I had the power to make decisions and change stuff, I guess fuck borders, just get rid of them. That I think that that would be that would be one thing. Okay, do you have a girlfriend okay. in Taiwan or something? Sorry, do you have a girlfriend in Taiwan? <laughs> Tell us the truth, Christian. No. <laughs> fuck borders, fuck passports. We don't need a visa. I want to no, go and see her. <laughs> it's, it's it's not even about that. I, I think we should be able to move wherever we want. And, and there is no... Like, uh, borders are made up uh, by people that are ma- in made up power structures. So Have you smelled to South Africa before? <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't want those people around. <laughs> Stinky. Yeah. <laughs> but so if there are no borders, where are you going? Anywhere. Everywhere. Why? 
but to move to like you can't be everywhere and there's a place you kind of want to settle and call home is are you in it in switzerland or are you i guess the future of what that would look like though is the world would kind of start looking similar or in their own way in terms of equality and safety i, I don't i don't think so i think it would be i, I mean okay short term it would be a shit show yeah it oh, because course. we suddenly struggle because one of the made up fucking pillars of society is gone and no, now we don't know what's up or down it's because massive numbers of people in poverty would come racing over to europe good. and america good cool but think about the positive power struggles between countries and abuse of the uh, it's wars gone. and it's all of that just gone. gone because it it implies something it implies that the ownership of land is kind of the ownership no longer of resources there. yeah now it's, it's all belongs to everyone that's what that means, basically. It's yeah, it's, an it, it's a fucked up concept that we own land. It, being a landlord is probably one of the most fucked up. Get things. off of my property. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just what what the, what does that mean? How do you own something? Yeah, my country is richer than yours. Yeah, power struggles. That it's yeah. To me, that's baffling. That idea, that idea of owning land, is baffling. I guess maybe we could throw out a little question to anyone still listening. Is Do you have any questions for Christian? Still listening is the right word. Exactly. So, <laughs> so, so we have, we're, we're planning to do two more of these at least, one on Dean and one on me. We ha we each have our unique ins points of insecurity. Yeah. And they're different. Mine is that I don't want to be called the next Bill Cosby at any time. <laughs> Dean, <laughs> Dean is, well, yours is very self-reflective. I'm proud of you. Exactly. Actually. Dean's, Dean's is, Dean's is like for me. Okay, I don't want to patronize it. You, to me, yours are very relatable because because I I see things that I similar to stuff that where I was, and at this point, I've reached a point where I don't give a fuck. I stop giving a fuck too. Okay, and Christians, actually, where are Christians' insecurities? Christians are that people think that he's not a nice guy anymore, I think. Christians are hidden quite well. Yeah. Uh, the Beast of Breaker, I think. The Beast of Breaker. Where... I, I, have, um, I have huge insecurities about my body, that's for sure. Okay, but don't we? <laughs> I nailed it earlier. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the positive thing is that, and you've got I will six you more well. <laughs> six more years, and then you can just go, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm over forty, so yeah, fuck you. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have I have a smoking hot girlfriend, and not to brag. Um, Why the fuck are you worried about <laughs> anything, dude? No, no, no. This is what makes me worried because I, I have an expiry date. I'm younger than her, so know. she goes for younger boys. So I have to fucking make sure mm. that I can live apart in a couple of years. You might have to do a bit of cut cuckolding in a few years That's <laughs> yeah, we yeah. all know where she comes from so technically her expiry date will end up with you being the younger one anyway <laughs> do you want to be overnight she'll be an old lady and you'll it's be getting back to the rock full Yoda yeah. I got a question I don't want to say she's Asian but I guess <laughs> a, fa a fast round do you get jealous of, you, of your partners I've stopped being oh. jealous a long time ago wait 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 of my partners yeah, like do you, do you have they flirt with someone? Or something? Yeah, like she goes out for a night, and it, you got a hint of there's going to be dudes oh, around. No. Okay, I know, I know, I know that there are people 
that are attracted to her 100%, but I I never I never get jealous anymore. I I I was in a very long and shitty relationship. I got divorced at like there that that fucking ship has sailed. Like there there is no point. It's it's wasted energy. Yeah, okay. Agreed. We're all not jealous. And now we're going on. Oh, what about you? You get jealous, Harry? No. Okay, cool. Thanks for listening, guys. The Unjealous Podcast. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I tell you, we'll be jealous if you don't listen to our podcast and you listen to Five it. Five star on Yelp. Exactly. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Bye.